Hello and good day, absolutely amazing podcast family. I hope that wherever you are in the world, you're doing incredible. I know these are challenging times and I hope that these podcasts can be helpful because we have an amazing episode for you today. We have Dr. Christiane Northrup on and we talk about the coronavirus pandemic, vaccine dangers, Bill Gates, the medical establishment takeover, and so much more. Uh, Dr. Christiane Northrup is was named uh, one of Oprah's Super Soul 100. In 2013, she was Reader's Digest uh, named top 100 most trusted people in America. So when she's talking about, you know, things that are quote unquote conspiracy, you know that she's researched them in depth and knows what she is talking about. Um, there is so much going on right now. I've spent several hundred hours researching this and there is a money trail there is a plan there is information about propaganda and truth it takes a long time to research um but when you find it it's like weights and scales so when you go i i did law and security and so if you were to be on the jury for a murder trial you have to listen to the argument on one side and you listen to the argument on another and right now when you do in-depth research and all the other people doing in-depth research we're finding the same conclusion and we have the same concerns and we can see how things are being rolled out um, the way they are according to plan that you can actually find. So uh, this is very interesting times. This is a very important podcast. We discuss a lot on here. We talk about Dr. Zach Bush. We talk about the vaccines, informed consent, cognitive dissonance. We talk about going beyond polarity, the work of Dr. Rashid Buttar, the Flexner Report, uh, the Hong Kong flu in Woodstock. We talk about Sayer G, um, autism. Um, we talk about hydroxychloroquine, 5G, being brave, the work of Laura Eisenhower, the deep state uh, sovereignty, the sixth, extinct, uh, the sixth extinction, becoming paralyzed in fear, and so much more. This is an amazing episode. Please share it with your friends. Uh, the podcast is getting blocked, shadow banned, all that kind of stuff. So when you share it on your Facebook wall, you do what you can to get it out there it really helps if you want to support the show please consider becoming a patron go to patreon.com forward slash matt belair join the academy and get access to the exclusive soul compass course people are going through that and is really all about 400 episodes of podcasting and asking people about their best tools for peak performance uh living their life purpose having a spiritual path and it is laid out in a very simple formula for you to go through get clear in your life direction and really make progress uh design your life on purpose and if you want to go a step further and you want to do some one-on-one -on -one coaching I'm taking more clients and watching just some extraordinary visions come to life going through the same process it works pretty much hundred percent of the time if you're willing to do the work because it is a very simple process and we all know our innate connection to who we are and what we want to create and when you can get a little support refining that vision it's amazing to see what happens and so I'd love to work with you just make an inquiry Matt at Zen athlete.com go to mattbelair.com sign up for the email list to stay up to date um, and also uh, find the academy over there as well so um, i want to thank my sponsor purium if you go to uh, bit.ly forward slash optimized health with a d a bit.ly optimized health you will get a 50 dollars gift card to use on any of their super food products uh, they have green drinks they have proteins they have cleanses they have weight loss they have everything over there and it is all certified organic 
non-GMO with no crap in it. It is 100% legit. So go check them out. Um, view their products. They have some amazing stuff over there. I'm actually drinking a green juice right now. Um, it's an easy way for me to uh, get off the coffee. I start with the coffee, then I go with the green juice. So it's a much better um, uh, process than I was doing before drinking too much coffee. So um, yeah, so check them out. And I appreciate their support and their sponsorship. And that wraps it up. Oh, oh make sure you do a one kind act. If you want to support the show, do a kind act in the community you are in right now. So I'm talking very fast. Uh, have an amazing day. Let's come into a state of peace and coherence before we dive in. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath. Fill every cell, muscle, and fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, courage, and ready to take on this incredible episode with Dr. Christiane Northrup. Hello and welcome to the Mastermind Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest is a visionary pioneer in women's health, a board-certified OBGYN with more than 30 years of clinical experience, former assistant clinical professor of OBGYN at the University of Vermont College of Medicine, and three-time New York Times best-selling author of Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, The Wisdom of Menopause, and Goddesses Never Age. In 2013, Reader's Digest named her one of the 100 most trusted people in America. In 2016, she was named one of Oprah Winfrey's Super Soul 100, a group of leaders who are using their voices and talent to awaken humanity. And in 2020, she was included in the Watkins Spiritual 100, a list of living people that make a unique and spiritual contribution on a global scale. Internationally known for her empowering approach, she embraces medicine that acknowledges the unity of mind, body, emotions, and spirit, and teaches women to create health by tuning into their inner wisdom. After decades spent transforming women's understanding of their sacred bodies and processes, she now teaches women to thrive at every age. She has also hosted eight highly successful public television specials, and her work has been featured on The Oprah Winfrey Show, The Today Show, NBC Nightly News, The View, Rachel Ray, Good Morning America, 2020, and The Dr. Oz Show, among many others. Welcome to the show, Dr. Christiane Northrup. Nice. You nailed it. Great to so be here. And I think that was the short version. I'm so uh, grateful to, <laughs> to have you here. You've been in this field for a long time. I'm so grateful uh, that you agreed. And I'm so grateful as we kind of uh, talked, we're, we're kind of in a couple of groups together. I, I came across your work um, sharing a video on cognitive dissonance. And I was right. like, thank you. Mm -hmm. Like we need these people who really know health and medicine to be speaking up right now. And I'm just, I'm so grateful that you're having the courage to share. And I feel like, especially um, in our culture, women leaders, you know, more than ever uh, to be up front and center, you know, speaking about current events and what's happening in our world. So I'll leave it at that and just get you to share a little bit about um, your history, um, how you, you know, some of the amazing work that you've done and, and what you're doing now and what you're seeing going on in the world. And we'll get into all the craziness you and I are both witnessing. Well, you know, my kids are now in their thirties and I knew from the work of Keith Block way, way, way back that all the major diseases for which vaccines were 
uh, developed, measles, mumps, um, polio, they were all those, those curves, those epidemiologic curves. Everything was on the way down. Those diseases were going away when the vaccine was introduced. And I also know from my work in public health that um, it is, it's sanitation, it's hope, it's education, it's clean water. That's what has led to the decrease in childhood diseases. So my first daughter, who's now late 30s, um, got a DPT at the age of six weeks, like you're supposed to. And she screamed for two days and developed a giant welt on her butt, still has a ding there. And, and because of the work that I had done with the natural movement with uh, Micho Kushi and macrobiotics and, and uh, Dr. Keith Block, who was re recently featured in the Radical Remission series by Kelly Turner, I just knew that there was probably no good reason to vaccinate my own children. And so, you know, when they got school age, their dad was, you know, was an orthopedic surgeon. So once when I was away on a speaking engagement, he had one of them get something, one shot. Anyway, um, so then I, and I would just sign a thing, you know, this informed consent. I mean, I've done plenty of surgeries, plenty of C-sections, hysterectomies, all of it. And informed consent is a key in medicine. You've got to tell people the risk benefit. And we had in my state of Maine, uh, a place where you could just have a religious exemption or a philosophical exemption, great. Well, then I find out, lo and behold, uh, that our state has decided they're going to make 69 different vaccines mandatory. And I saw that New York did it, and I couldn't believe what it, when it came to Maine. And my life partner has a PhD in epidemiology, has worked all over the world with the WHO and the whole thing. And, he, and we looked at the data together and he said, Maine doesn't need this. We don't have any public health crisis. We got a 95% voluntary vaccination rate. We, and all that the parents wanted to do was to individualize the schedule maybe leave one out, just, you know, just proceed as, as usual. We did not have a public health crisis in any way. And so he convinced me to go to Augusta, our state capital, and testify on behalf of, as a physician, on behalf of informed consent. I go up there, never been to do anything political. Um, you couldn't find a parking spot. There were three overflow rooms of parents with vaccine injured children. Um, they had more people at that hearing than they've ever had in the history of the Maine legislature. And of course, none of this was in the mainstream news, none of it. I testified, the testimonies were, the vast majority were people who said, keep the law the way it is, just in, you know, informed consent. And if you wanted to uh, have a philosophical or religious exemption, you could. And I felt like I was in one flew over the cuckoo's nest. It was clear to me that they had already decided. Every physician, not everyone, but most, who testified sounded like a Stepford wife, like vaccines are safe and effective. There is, it is the most incredible thing that's ever happened to public health. They've saved millions of lives, on and on. And they all said the same thing. And I thought, and then when the parents would get up and tell the stories about what happened to their child, it would just break your heart. And my whole career has been founded on the fact 
that I have listened to my patients. They have told me what's going on. So when someone, a mother, whose body made the kid, whose body made the child's eyes and kidneys and liver and pancreas, when she says, my child got this shot and 24 hours later, this child now has whatever, right? And she takes the, the child to the doctor and it's anything but the vaccines. No, it couldn't have been the vaccines or the baby gets a shot and dies, which happens. Well, that's just crib death. It, the cognitive dissonance in the medical profession um, has been astounding to me, astounding to me. And they passed the, the law by one vote in Maine. Then we had a citizens referendum where we got 100,000 uh, signatures to reverse the law. Getting 100,000 signatures in a state the size of Maine, uh, we don't have that many people. So this was a whole lot of people. And then the referendum was placed on the ballot for a Democratic presidential primary. So none of the Republicans and none of the independents even voted. So, you know, we lost that referendum. Then I went down to Hartford, Connecticut for a rally for medical choice there. And uh, many, many of my friends in the informed consent movement have stood back horrified. I, I didn't know that this was a political agenda. I had no idea. And, and I also know why my physician colleagues have been afraid to say anything because increasingly what's happening is, is like, um, if you're a pediatrician, it's like a Yelp rating. The more shots you give, the higher your ranking in the, um, what, however they rank a physician. So you walk into a clinic, I have a, a good friend who's a pediatric cardiologist, so he keeps me informed about this. You walk into a clinic and they got the doctor's names on a board and you, know, you get an A plus rating if everyone's up to date on the, on the vaccine. So anyhow, we just completed that whole thing of losing the, the right to informed consent so that now it's the law that if you wanna to go to school or to college, you need to be injected with all of these different toxins. And then the pandemic began, the spamdemic, the pandemic, whatever you want to call it. And suddenly, because when I testified, I said, I said, you know, the adult mandates are going to be next. If you pass this law, the adult mandates will be next. And I also um, said that this was akin to uh, book burning and Kristallnacht, you know, that um, and I was just astounded at the, at the legislature. And I was astounded at the vitriol against our group. I, I, I've, I've never seen that kind of hatred. This makes, and they were saying things that make no sense. Like, your unvaccinated child is a risk to my vaccinated child. This doesn't pass the sniff test. If vaccines work, then you, your child doesn't have anything to worry about. And then all the data, all, I mean, uh, we could go on and on about that. So then when this COVID thing started, I thought, okay, I'm sure there's something. I'm sure there's something. So we can do the hand washing and the mess and we can do that. I understand um, flat, whatever you want to do. Although I noticed, like everyone on the planet, gee, South Dakota didn't do this. They're doing okay. 
Uh, Arkansas didn't do this. They're doing okay. I think it's Arkansas. And Sweden didn't do that. And they're being okay. And so I began to see a pattern emerge that medically did not make any sense. Like, why are we locking up everybody? You quarantine the vulnerable, the people who are sick, and that's fine. You do that. And for everyone else, what do we need to do? We need to improve our immunity. Even Bill Maher, who's a very far left kind of guy, says, and of course, there's George, George Carlin, you know, like germs, an immune system. Come on, folks, what should we be doing? If we're going to track anybody, let's track their vitamin D levels. You're from Toronto. You know darn well in your climate and mine, you can't make vitamin D between about mid-October to mid-March. You can't do it, but you can really improve your immunity with vitamin D. You can improve it with vitamin C, with zinc, with um, uh, picosilver, colloidal silver. There's all kinds of things you can do besides lock yourself up in total terror. I mean, we need more biodiversity, which, you know, uh, Zach Bush talks about. The microbiome in the gut needs to be diverse. Yes, are there some places like New York City that have been hit hard? Yeah, if you look at the statistics there, it's people with diabetes, obesity, uh, high blood pressure. Same with um, Italy, by the way. I just heard a legislature from, legislator from Italy say that many, many of those deaths were from other things. So this is all leaking out now. Uh, and of course, uh, you and I are both in a, in a group where we, we actually get to question things. Now, when you think about the movie um, Plandemic with Judy Mikovits, that was like whack-a-mole on YouTube, right? Every time that would come up, if it came up with just the, the website of the movie, that got taken down, YouTube takes it down, Vimeo puts it up, that gets taken down. I don't know where it is right now. But when this level of censorship starts in, that's today's book burning. And you've got to wonder, when you're trying that hard to shut someone down and their ability to look at something else. You know, I just saw in, in our little group, I just saw this video of a protest. I think it was in either New York or New Jersey. And they had a mainstream media guy there to report on this demonstration. Oh my gosh. The people were going up to him. You are fake news. You are the virus. I've never seen anything like it. So, all right. So that's, that's what's going on. That's what is waking us up. Now, let me also say, astrologers, people into the wisdom traditions have told us for generations that this time was going to come. We just didn't know it would be a virus. This is all existing to wake people up to their inner wisdom or that wonderful physician, uh, Rashid Buttar. There is a, and, and David Icke says this, and the London Real guy says this, Brian Rose. The human body, the vessel of our body, is designed to be a tuning fork for truth if you're not hypnotized and brainwashed. <laughs> so, um, so people are starting to wake up. And, and here's the cool part. All right, you get quarantined, right? You're not allowed to do this, that, or the other thing. What happens? People actually 
are reaching out across the whole planet and we're finding each other. I'm finding that I have more of a global community than I ever knew about. Yeah, I know a lot of people have read my books around the planet, but it's nothing like what I'm experiencing now. You know, I'm doing this little video every day on Facebook and Instagram, The Great Awakening, and I just, you know, I give my thoughts every day. And so we're, we're kind of gathering, uh, we call ourselves, you know, the army of the radical light. Um, we're not, you know, Democrat or Republican. I don't care about those things. I, I'm, we've got to go beyond polarity because the way the dark forces work is they split people. And they've been splitting people for centuries. Christian, Jew. Christian, Muslim. Male, female. Black, white. Republican, Democrat. We got to get beyond that stuff and, and look at what's best for the planet, which would be biodiversity, organic farming, regenerative agriculture. And the other thing that we are in the middle of now is a profound rethinking of the germ theory of disease and the medical model in that way, which is that the germ is the enemy and we are going to kill it in any means possible. And the vaccine debate comes right out of that, uh, that model. And also everybody listening, hopefully they know this, they may not. In 1986, Congress passed a law that allowed vaccine manufacturers to be free of any liability because they were getting way too many lawsuits. And they said, we won't be able to make the vaccines unless you give us complete liability. So that came in through the military and it was a biologic and I don't know the details. However, suddenly the vaccine schedule for babies tripled. For everybody, it tripled. And there are at least 200 more in the pipeline. And now what do we hear on the news? Okay, we're gonna have um, people tracking and testing and mandatory vaccinations and Bill Gates has a microchip so that we can track everybody. And I think that people are seeing that that is darkness with a capital D. I mean, I said long ago, you know, the matrix was not a uh, fiction. That's a documentary. <laughs> so, so everybody watch the three. I think they're making, they're making a new matrix. It's coming, you know, it's coming up. And remember, the dark forces have to tell you what they're going to do. That's part of their, their, their code. So they've been telling us what they're doing through Hollywood. For all of those who didn't see it yet, you got to watch, um, what is it called? Out of Shadows Official. Out of Shadows. you got to get the wording just right or you won't find it. Because, of course, they don't want you to see that one either. Who are they? They are the dark forces that, as far as I can tell, own the World Health Organization, own the mainstream media, and, and own all the medical associations. Now, why does this make so much sense to me? Because I'm a former president of the American Holistic Medical Association. And so I watched years ago in the 80s, 90s, every natural remedy that you could come up with. The mainstream media decried it. I even had colleagues who, uh, one of them, um, the FBI came to his office at gunpoint. Why? So he was injecting IV vitamin C. So this is not new, shutting down natural treatments. Now, natural treatments um, cannot be patented. 
Anything naturally occurring cannot be patented, which means you can't make a load of money on them. So I think that a lot of societal control has come through medicine. I, I've often, I've said this for years, well baby checks, as far as I could tell, were just a way to indoctrinate new mothers into the medical industrial complex. So anyway, that's what I have to say. Any questions about that? <laughs> that I could amazing. go on. I could go on, really. Yeah. Well, you, you brought up a lot of great points there. Um, and I'm curious, your views, I, I, I want to talk about solutions. And a lot of what you mentioned there is obvious if you dig it up, you know, you go to germ theory versus terrain theory. And that's yep. where this is kind of rooted in. And then um, you look at uh, the Flexner report. And yep. that's when um, there's basically a hostile takeover of anything natural, uh, homeopathic, and then the pharmaceuticals and the vaccines step in. Um, right. you, you did a great video on cognitive dissonance. And I think that what, what we're seeing now, it's like hard to believe. Like for, and if you haven't been really researching this, it's, it's hard for some people to believe, but whether you got really ill and you just started researching food, you, you go, holy crap, why would they put that in the food? It doesn't make any sense. And then right. you look at all these industries, like the healthcare industry, like, what do you mean this isn't for my benefit? Why would all of these doctors and all of these people do that? It doesn't make any sense. Um, so I'm wondering if you can kind of speak on um, like either the origins of like germ theory versus terrain theory. Um, the Flexner report and how the medical establishment kind of got taken over. Because right. then if you look at the agenda, it is out in the open. Bill Gates says, and, and I like to say, how does Bill Gates become the planetary doctor? It makes no sense. None. Um, it, None. Well, it makes sense because he's got so much money. He's got more money than most governments. So he can buy off uh, whoever he wants. But the Flexner report was in the 1920s. And it was uh, John D. Rockefeller of Standard Oil um, wanted the medical model to just be drugs, petrochemical-based drugs. So he paid people enormous amounts of money to go after the naturopathic medical schools, the homeopathic medical schools, and the chiropractic, anyone who was doing anything that was non-drug related. And they developed the word quack just like the CIA developed the word conspiracy theory to keep you from looking at the Warren Commission report on who killed JFK. So um, this has just been one of those um, kind of black ops things. And uh, I read all this stuff about the Flexner report and all of that. And still, let me be very clear, modern medicine is absolutely life-saving. If you're in an accident or anything like that, it's, it's wonderful. But basically, trying to keep you healthy. It does a terrible job. Um, you go in and um, they're always developing a new drug for whatever it is. And I remember when I had all these patients with chronic fatigue syndrome and PMS back in the day, and we would treat it with lifestyle, with, uh, with the diet and acupuncture and exercise, and people did very well. But then they came up with a drug for chronic fatigue syndrome. You wait, see, the, They'll, first of all, they tell women they're crazy, but then they come up with a drug. I just, in my uh, medical literature, found out this was, a, it made me just laugh. They've come up with a drug for narcissistic personality disorder. Are you kidding me? I mean, so, you know, as soon as you get the diagnostic criteria for an illness and you put it in 
the um, yeah, a CPT code and all of that, then that's how it's billed. It's how we think. Um, it, it literally is a, it's a mindset. So we have Anton Beauchamp and Louis Pasteur were both contemporaries. And Pasteur said, it is the germ that causes the disease. And Beauchamp goes, no, it's the terrain. Like you know, and I know. I was back in college, by the way. This is relevant to now. When the Hong Kong flu came out, and I didn't realize the year of Woodstock, thousands of people were dying of the Hong Kong flu. I mean, they didn't shut down Woodstock, all that mud and all those camping and all that. Um, but I remember it because my roommate in college was terrified. She'd come back to the room. I've been exposed to the Hong Kong flu. She was just terrified. I never thought anything of it. And of course she got it because she's thinking about it all the time. And so we had the Hong Kong flu and we had the bird flu and we had the swine flu and then we had Zika. And then we have, you know, Ebola. We had, what's the other thing that they wanted to do? Um, where people were getting anthrax in the mail. There are all these things to scare us to death, to control us. And on his deathbed, I don't know if this is true or not. I think it is. You know, Pasteur goes, Beauchamp was right. It's the terrain, not the germ. And Zach Bush, uh, MD, who I would recommend everyone look into, talks about regenerative ag agriculture. When you have balance in the gut or balance in the field, you don't get the weeds. You don't get the germs. That all comes from an imbalance. He also said, and this was interesting to me, that when your microbiome, when, you're, when your microbiome in your gut in particular is balanced, you have better boundaries. I'll bet you that our intuition is better as well. We have three times as many bacteria in and around our body as we have cells. This is the community that we need to work with. And Sayer G's book, Regenerate, is all about how you get the terrain back to what it should be. And as Zach Bush, Bush points out, you could have COVID, you could have H1N1, you could have HIV, you could have all of that in your microbiome. And it doesn't uh, make you sick if everything else is balanced. And that's where we're going as a planet and as a species. So that we stop with the, we got to kill this with an antibiotic. I mean, you know, here we are. Antibiotics were a miracle when they came in the you know late 40s after World War II. And then what did we do? We used them like water. I mean, I remember our family doctor would come up the driveway in a big black car, and he'd, if someone had a cold, he'd line everyone up and give them a shot of penicillin. I mean, we'd go hide in the barn. Uh, so he created, you know, it was the beginning of the creation of superbugs, because whenever you try to fight nature that way nature just works around it and gets stronger so now for instance the dpt vaccine the pertussis that is um out in the general field the dpt vaccine isn't even effective against it in fact it is the kids who get the dpt shot who are most apt to get sick with pertussis now the mumps vaccine doesn't work anymore. We've got, you know, battleships full of men age 18 to 20 who could really, that's not a good time to get mumps. 
um, but they all have mumps and they're all fully vaccinated. So again, it's that idea that we can control nature and we can blast nature. Nature's gonna work around it. Like Jeff Goldblum said in Jurassic Park, nature always finds a way. All these dinosaurs are female, boom, right? And then you see the, the ripples in the puddle, boom. You know, it's like, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. Just like if every one of us, right, is a cell in the giant organism that we call humanity, and we're all waking up, and every one of us has an electromagnetic field that affects a whole bunch of other people, and the higher our vibration gets, the more we affect other people in a positive way, because the darkness doesn't have much power. Light has a lot of power. So darkness has to use everything in its power to manipulate you, but light just kind of lifts everything. And, you know, and that's where we are right now. We had that big planetary meditation, 4-4-2020, 4-4-4, and we had over a million people meditating at exactly the same time, which was 10.45 p.m. Eastern, but that was all over the planet, so it was 3.45 in London. Over a million people were meditating, maybe two million. It changed the Schumann resonance of the Earth, which is the electromagnetic field of the Earth. And that's what's happening. We are rising up. The terrain is changing. And the harder they try, the faster it's changing. Because I don't know in your life, if you see people waking up, I certainly do. Um, people waking up all over the place. You know, when I see someone without a mask, in, you know, out and about, you know, I just like, hey, you know, you're someone who didn't drink the Kool-Aid. You know, I mean, the mask is just, I mean, it's just a symbol of, you know, loss of freedom of expression. I understand wearing it because you want to be like a stealth missile and you have to, you have to pick your battles, you know, and see where you're most effective. You and I, we have this thing, the social media, you've got this YouTube channel. And so we can get some information out that kind of is a seed, plants a seed, wakes people up. You don't have to, you don't have to go and fight anything unless that's your nature. And if it is, like we got a guy here in Maine, Rick Savage, who's been all over Fox News because he just opened his restaurant. He didn't care. You know, so they took away his license and he didn't care. And it, I was up in his town uh, over the weekend and a lot of people on the deck, he just did it anyway. So there's some people who have that warrior-like spirit and others who are just going to resist by becoming, well, you worked with a shaman, you said, in, uh, in my area. So there's cloaking techniques, you know, where we become invisible and we just go about our business and do all this stuff. I, everything's needed. Every kind of approach is needed, but we'll get through this. We really will. And then we're coming out on the other side as butterflies out of cocoons. Well, I, I hope so. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on this because in my neighborhood, I've kind of seen mixed results. Some people uh, upset about what I'm posting and saying, you know, you're using your uh, influence to spread nonsense. I was like, do you even listen to the guests I have on my show? No. You know, and I find that, <laughs> no. you know, I was like, they think the same thing. And so, you know, well, as far as the vaccines go, because, you know, Bill Gates somehow becomes the world, the planet's doctor. Um, is now saying we don't go back to normal until we um, get a vaccine. Now, it's so interesting when you know all this stuff because it's so overt. You watch Out of Shadow, then you watch the, uh, the World Health Organization 
um, they did that big presentation and all the propaganda. Wasn't that funny? They're, yeah. They're showing kids how to hug themselves. Um, all this, you know, we're not, you know, we we disregard Marina Abramovic is like friends with uh, Lady Gaga. That's who they choose. And you can look up and there's this overt occult Satanism. Like right, right. Yeah, that's all public information. You can find this. And so like, I ha you know, you have a company or I have a company. It's like, you know what? I'm going to choose not a person who does something called spirit cooking and like eats you know, sets up this really weird, dark stuff, yeah. uh, you know, and Microsoft chooses her for the com commercial. So it's like, it's almost so overt. It's, it's unbelievable. Like your brain can't, you're like, how are they even doing this? And, and so you've got Bill Gates, who's got the patent that, uh, on the chip. Uh, he's in, he's implicated in everything that the modeling IHME, his, his, his foundation is in everything. And he founded the foundation one year after he was sued by the uh, U.S. government for basically monopolizing the PC industry using the same technique that uh, Rockefeller did when they came to the states, and you know everyone was the the disparity between rich and poor was greater. So they wanted to improve his image, so he started this Rockefeller Foundation, gave some money away, and everybody thought he was a philanthropist. So now, you know, with right. Bill Gates is the same. Since Bill Gates has been a quote unquote philanthropist, he's doubled his wealth. Yeah. You know, and he can make money in, in different ways. And, you know, I had a Canadian journalist on and, you know, he explained fascism is just when uh, corporations have so much power, they influence government. And then it's not for the people. It's not for the people's benefit. So there's legislation in Canada now. There's legislation in New Zealand, uh, legislation in the U.S. that says we can come into your home, forcibly vaccinate you, um, you know, against your will. This is some scary stuff. And I, and I look at it, I'm like, oh, my God, this is terrifying. Then I talk to people like you that gives me hope. And so what would be your views on just a global vaccination, you know, initiative and, and what people use as an argument of saying, oh, well, the, this is why we don't have measles anymore. This is why we don't have these diseases. And, and you're doing this and you're harming me. Those are the ridiculous ones that I get. And I, but they're not willing to look at information that I send that opposes their view. So what do you say to, you know, people that would be like, you know, you got to get it for public safety and this is a good thing. Okay, well, let's look at the measles narrative, how that started. So we have a few cases at Disney World, right? So the mainstream media starts in, banging the drum. Measles is dangerous. Measles is dangerous. And I'm sitting there like a bunch of baby boomers. We all had measles. It was no big deal. Okay. And if I could, I'd love to see a case of wild measles. I'd get my granddaughters there in a heartbeat. Why? Because measles confers a survival benefit, you have way decreased risk of cancer later on. You, know, you have to understand, everybody listening, 54% of children now have a chronic disease. Like, okay, maybe we don't have too many dying of measles, but everybody's got an inhaler, and, the, you know, and then the um, autism is now one in 32 kids. This is insane. We don't have enough money in any government to take care of those needs. Can you imagine a bunch of 22-year-old men groaning in diapers? I mean, that's the worst cases of uh, autism. Or the mothers in our um, vaccine choice group whose kid beats them up. You know, the kid turns 14, you can't control them, and they're beaten up on everyone. This is, this is absolute insanity. So measles confers a survival benefit. Chickenpox confers a survival benefit. But people have been, again, so brainwashed by the medical establishment. And one of the things Zach Bush says that's 
so beautiful. He says, we have to get over our fear of death. Kids, some kids are going to die from these things. But now we have created chronic illness in 54% of all children, behavioral problems in school, in so many kids. So, uh, so the, the, the rhetoric, the narrative, your kid is going to harm my child or my failure to wear a mask is going to harm you. There's no data for that. None, none. That is just a ploy by the mainstream media to make you afraid and make you controllable. Um, so if you look at the data on vaccines, you read something like uh, Suzanne Humphrey's book, Dissolving Illusions. She's gone back to smallpox and has pointed out that what healed people of smallpox, quarantining, good food, people caring for them, but it was the, and, and you have various counties in England that did one or the other, and the vaccine killed thousands of people. So the vaccine, I think it came from a good place. And if you listen to Judy Mikovits, she goes, there are ways to make very safe vaccines. They don't need to have polysorbate 80, uh, aluminum, mercury, um, uh, the DNA of dead babies, um, all in, you know, like insect DNA or monkey DNA. They don't have to have all that. There's a way to do immunotherapy so that we could really help our vulnerable populations. The other thing we could do, make sure everyone has enough vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, has enough clean water, good food, no GMOs, no glyphosate, you know, get that stuff out of there. And then we would have a healthy population. But are some kids going to die of infectious disease? Yes. And it's terrible. But when you look at the, if you give, let's say that you have a kid who has measles. If you give high doses of vitamin A, that's the anti-infective vitamin. But remember what we talked about. If it's natural and it can't be patented, you're not going to hear about it. Not only are you not going to hear about it, you're going to be told you're a quack. I, I mean, I think I've been on quack watch for years. Um, you know, however, the silver lining here is, you know, they sent tons of vitamin C to China. Um, people are starting to use hydroxychloroquine, which has been around for 60 years and is perfectly safe and zinc and all that kind of thing, because this stuff works. And we have now, I think it was uh, Rashid Buttar said, he had 7,100 healthcare, like doctors and healthcare workers who signed up on his site to be trained in these things of uh, integrative medicine, the stuff that really works and is not necessarily drug-based. So it's happening. It's happening. What amazes me is how people are just, they're just asleep because it's just too hard for them to believe that the, the church of modern medicine does not have their best interest at heart. So, you know, I, it's the same with the movie Spotlight, you know, with uh, Mark Ruffalo, where you find out that this church that you've gone to your whole life as a family, this wonderful little church that your mother and father went to and their grandparents went to, and that the priest has been sexually abusing your child. It's, it's too much. So what do you have to do? You're going to make the child wrong. That didn't happen to you. 
I mean, to really, to really believe this stuff means you got to change your worldview. And that shakes people to the core because we want to believe, we want our beliefs and our behavior to line up. And when it doesn't, you got to do some things like, oh God, um, this man who I thought loved me for 30 years, turns out he's a narcissist and has been having affairs with everybody. So what am I going to do about that? Well, I guess those women who called me to say that he was having an affair with him, they're wrong. They must be wrong. He really loves me. So that's what a lot of people have done. Well, you know, that can't be true. My doctor really cares about me. There's no way they would be giving my child six injections every two years. There's no way they would be doing that if that was going to harm my child. How could that possibly happen? This doctor went to Harvard or went to Dartmouth. I don't understand how that could happen. I do. I've been watching it for decades. Because it's much, if a doctor steps out of line, man, you know, Buttar said something really interesting about doctors. He said, they're not the smartest people that I went to college with. Those people became entrepreneurs, engineers, whatever. He said, what doctors are good at? They're good at following uh, protocols. And they're very good at lifting, uh, having a heavy workload. They are the hardest working people on planet Earth, and they want to serve. But they don't, it's, we're not the kind of people who are taught to think outside the box. I was radicalized before I went to medical school because I watched what happened in my family. And, you know, I had a, a brother and then my father who signed out of the hospital against medical advice. Otherwise, they'd be dead. So, you know, I... <laughs> I had some early training in the, in the, the medicine was not infallible. I also had a, um, my aunt and uncle were MDs and they made fun of my father who was a dentist, but he was the one who was healthy and we were into organic food and you know, all that. So. Well, you made a lot of great points there. And what I want to kind of steer towards is um, Dell Bigtree has been doing some great uh, reporting on this. The, the high wire, I believe his show is, and he basically talked about the modeling. Yep. And then when the modeling came out, it was way off and it was terrible um, programming and algorithms and all that stuff. The CDC, you know, really didn't do a great job in this. I had David Martin on, he talked about that. He's actually taking legal action against the CDC. Thank God. Um, Thank God. Yeah. So what I see, you know, and, and still not a lot of people, still people are telling me all kinds of things, right? Like, you know, stay inside, wear the mask, you know, the fear propaganda, they're, they're still not waking up. My concern is from some of the stuff that I've read, because a lot of this is out in the open, if you know where to look, um, yeah. you can look at the Rockefeller Future Scenarios document, look at what Bill Gates is saying, look at the World Health Organization, investigate the World Health Organization, you know, first of all, because that's not a really great um, organization to begin with at the top Tedros and all that kind of stuff but what I've seen is that the second wave will come right and this could be easily a result of everybody's immune system you know um, being um, marginalized because we're in fear we're super stressed out that causes disease we have no sunlight that causes disease and you've just lost your job and all of this other stuff and also placebo effect works both ways that's the called placebo. the nocebo effect when it's yeah. placebo that makes you feel good nocebo is you're gonna, there's going to be a second wave. Now, here's the thing. You're right. This is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Whether there's a second wave of COVID, I mean, how do we even know who has COVID? Because doctors have been incentivized. If you come in with a broken leg and you die of a blood clot to your brain, that was a COVID death. 
I mean, we, we know that. We know that if someone's on a ventilator, they get like, I don't know, $36,000, the hospital gets that from Medicaid. In our, in our biggest city in the state of Maine, the COVID unit is closed. Our governor still hasn't opened up the state. I think we've had 33 deaths out of 1.4 million people and everyone's losing their business. What is Maine? Vacation land. People make their money in the three months of the summer. Our beaches are not open yet. I think they might be open July 1. This makes no sense because when you're out in fresh air, this is how they used to cure tuberculosis. Fresh air, sunshine, walking on the beach. Oh no, we can't have people do that. That's dangerous. This does not make sense. So when people comment the way they comment, and believe me, I get all of that too, but I've been told, you know, you're dangerous. I've been told that for years. Um, and, and then what I notice is eventually people are waking up. I mean, we're, we're finding what was, and I don't, I wish this were not political, but what I found with our vaccine mandate stuff is that it was the Democrats who were pushing the anti-choice rhetoric. And it was them who were being so vitriolic. The, the head of the Christian Civic League said he'd never seen the amount of vitriol directed at a group than the vaccine choice group. This doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. It's like um, I was in college during Kent State, the Kent State killings. And I believe that those demonstrators were infiltrated with um, troublemakers to make it look like the demonstrators were violent. I think the same thing's going to happen now when people go to the state houses and so on. You know that the darkness is going to send some people out there. Yeah, there's a word for that. I forget what it is, but it's uh, it's just a technique. And um, yeah. you know, Rockefellers yeah. have been, you know, no, they've been doing caught, it forever. Caught doing that, yeah. So it's really hard to kind of get to the truth. And for people watching this, like you, you can't only have mainstream media. You can use that as one source if you want, it's but fine. it's owned by yeah. a small group of people. You need alternative media. And when people are getting um, censored, like the this is a modern day book burning. And yeah. I lived, I I trained in China with some Shaolin monks. Uh, and there's a really great experience, but I learned that it is communist and that you don't have Facebook, you don't have YouTube. And I would ask uh, one of our translators a question about uh, religion or politics because I was curious. And she had a physical reaction to the fear of the question. That's how crazy it is. And that's what we're experiencing in Canada. And, um, you know, and I think you're having it in the States too. And I hope that, you know, at least you guys have kicked out the World Health Organization um, and you're doing a lot of great things. And so one of my concerns that I've seen, and um, even if you say this, you get in trouble, but 5G, and um, I was looking um, on, on route to my cousin's house, I noticed all the towers are up. One of the things that I have said, and I don't have any um, data on this, I can't be sure, but they said, you know, you can use that to actually create, some are, some are speculating that that's actually what the illness is. And so if all the right. towers are then up and you can actually use them for that, and then people are getting ill, that's how that second wave will come in and say, hey, you know what? Now you must be vaccinated, right? Because all these people are actually getting sick and we have this pandemic thing going on. You know, what are you going to say now, you conspiracy theorist? And so I'm just curious um, if you have heard anything like that, because I know that uh, I've, I've watched a few documentaries and, and saw some claims, but I don't know well enough to know if there's any weight behind it. Uh, there definitely is. 
You know, Dr. Kaufman has talked about this on questioningcovid.com. By the way, everybody, if you use Google to search for something, you'll never find it. You got to go with Brave, DuckDuckGo, Opera. You can't use the Google search mm. engine because it's all censored. Um, but here's what we know. It looks like in Wuhan, when the people were dropping dead on the street, they um, activated all the 5G towers at the same time. Now, every time, that's a weapons grade electromagnetic field. We humans are electromagnetic. That's where the EEG signal comes from for brainwave test. It's where the EKG signal comes from with the heart. And so, and there's no question that with dirty electricity and EMFs in your home and all of that stuff, this adversely affects humanity. In fact, there's some data that the Spanish flu in 1918 coincided with the first use of radio waves. And humans have to kind of evolve to deal with this. Um, apparently what 5G does, and I just learned this from listening to David Icke, it changes the way hemoglobin gets oxygenated so that people come in and they can't quite get the oxygen into the hemoglobin. And so I believe there's two separate things. There's the COVID virus and there's 5G but the combination together is not so good. And then there's data from the mainstream medical media, ma mainstream medicine, that if you've had a flu shot, that does something to make you more susceptible to the COVID and then the 5G. So um, Sayer G has a, uh, a 5G summit coming up where people are working on it. And I've seen that there's certain towns that have stopped it They've stopped the rollout, but notice what happened. We're all locked inside. We're all, you know, shelter in place, stay in your homes, while all over the planet, they're putting up 5G towers. Pay no attention to the man behind the screen. So again, we're going to have to, we're going to, have to deal with that. And um, there's no question that this is connected to AI, artificial intelligence. Then you vaccinate everybody. Um, you put in aluminum and also these nanoparticles, and it's to hook you up to uh, AI, just like um, the matrix. I mean, that's, that's the game plan, but I don't think it's gonna happen. And I'll tell you the reason why I don't. I think that people are waking up so quickly uh, and you cannot, you cannot allow yourself to live in fear because if you live in fear, the dark forces feed on fear. They love fear. It's just like, that's what they feed on. That's what that adrenochrome is made of. That is the, like the fear of tortured children. I know I sound like, you know, well, I, I mean, I've done a lot of research and I know my body goes ping, what's true. Um, and I will say this, I believe that this summer because of the Pluto retrograde and all these other planets, we're gonna see some truths come into light that are gonna make people very uncomfortable. It's like, I don't wanna know that. But you know, in the 80s with my, my patients, they'd sit on the couch and they'd tell me what was wrong and the number of cases of rape, sexual abuse, incest, incest, incest all of that was stunning. And my colleague said, no, we only see normal women. You see all the nut cases. Then we went to the Me Too movement with Harvey Weinstein. I sat there like, oh my God, I read the mainstream media, the New York Times. I couldn't get enough of it. Why? It was validation of what I had seen in the 80s. And now suddenly, oh yeah, people are waking up. This really has happened to a lot of people. It's happened to a lot of men as well. So that's where we are, the sort of 
you know, we've got Stephen Greer with the Disclosure Project with UFOs. That's all going to start coming up and it's going to make people very uncomfortable. So what will they do? We're going to have, let's be clear, we're going to have a group of people who will stay in their homes out of fear for the rest of their lives. They, they just will. They, they, they worship the television, the mainstream media. They just go along with whatever they say. They don't understand Project Mockingbird. They don't get it that this is mind control. And so what do you do about those people? You send them divine love and you disconnect. You will not change them because every one of us has to, we can only, we can only create in our own lives. Uh, and, and as a, you know, as a rescue addict doctor person who wants to save everybody, I've finally had to realize I can't lose sleep at night over those who can't see. Those who have eyes, let them see. Those who have ears, let them hear and let the rest go. Or as my dad used to say, leave them to Jesus. So there's nothing you can do. Well, you make a lot of really great points there again. And what I'm curious about is the merger of of spirituality and truth because you know some of my friends were saying to me you know oh we liked it when you did the spiritual post but now you're doing the conspiracy stuff and i'm like i've been telling you about this dark stuff for a yes. long time and yes. so you know and i'll also go back to say that you were literally voted uh top 100 most trusted people in america which is amazing right because you're sharing this and probably get censored because it's you know it's true now but one of the things uh, you know, this stuff is verifiable. And one of the hard ones for me was organ harvesting in China, the forced organ harvesting they have in the fall in Dafa. And then working on human trafficking, they say a low estimate's 200 million. And there's even darker stuff that I've heard. I, I, I can't verify it, but underground bases. And some people say that, you know, we're helping the human trafficking situation, but it's unbelievably dark and it's awful and it breaks your heart. And I'm curious, your advice for like, you know, how do we share it? You know, like, hey, we need to wake up to this. It's really, really dark, but in a spiritual way, because you're a spiritual teacher. You're Oprah Winfrey super soul. You know what I mean? You're a very soulful person. You're very kind. Um, you know, you have a work dedicated of service and you're saying, hey, you know what? There's some awful stuff here. And that's something that I, you know, I transitioned my work to focus just on this because this is a planetary issue. And I think about it and I'm like, okay, what, how can I be of service? And I think about that quote by Edmund Burke that says, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. And I'm like, well, I could do nothing or I could keep posting this even though it's uncomfortable because that's all I know how to do right now to kind of wake people up. And I'm curious how you are able to kind of see that side of things and how dark it is, but maintain, uh, you know, spirituality and hope and, and all that. Okay. So there's three things we have to do. We cannot, we, we, and I get the same thing, by the way. I've had my publisher gets letters from people. Has her account been hacked? What happened to her? My daughters told me. Their followers are, are, are um, texting them. What's happened to your mother? I mean, what's happened to her? It's like, I, the truth is I'm no different than I ever was. I don't have the noose of my profession around my neck anymore because I don't work in any hospital system anymore. So I'm free to tell the truth as I see it. And I have been following Edgar Cayce meta metaphysical literature since I was 12. I mean, this is not new for me. So here's what we have to do. We cannot put our heads in the sand and do the spiritual bypass of everything's love and light. We can't. The darkness hates to be exposed. 
And the only way we're going to win is we have to see the truth of this. And, you know, it's the old, the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off or scare you to death. So the first thing we have to do is we have to look at it. You don't have to. And, and by the way, depending on who's listening, um, Magenta Pixie out of London says there's two kinds of people. There's the indigo people. That's like me. We want to do the research. We want to go down the rabbit hole. We want to see, you know, and then there's the crystal people who just need to go and plant their garden. They can't tolerate this kind of darkness, but they need to know it exists. They don't need to investigate it. They, you know, there's certain things that I will listen to that are disturbing to me, you know, like the clone stuff and all that. But most other stuff is not disturbing because it just makes sense. I remember long ago finding out that there was a center for satanic ritual abuse in Southern Maine, hearing about it, knowing it was true because the hair on the back of my neck just stood up and deciding, okay, I'm not going to go near that. I'm not going near that. I don't want to invite it into my life. And understanding too that the light is far more powerful. It wins every time. But so step one, this stuff exists and it's been manipulating you and the human race for decades, if not centuries. Two, you must declare that you are sovereign. And Laura Eisenhower, whose grandfather or great-grandfather was Dwight Eisenhower, the president, at the end, he said, beware the military-industrial complex, and that's the deep state. And so he comes through her as a channel. And so we just say, I declare my sovereignty. I am a sovereign being. I do not consent. Okay, because the way that the satanic cults work is they show you something on television. You don't say anything. Oh, I guess they know. I guess they've consented. No, I just read a thing today that George Orwell, 1984, he was part of the dark forces. He was just giving you what they were planning. Whoa, whoa. Okay, so you, I do not consent. You literally announce it to the world. I do not consent. I'm a sovereign being. Now, then the third part. This is the spiritual part. You go, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. These people are locked in darkness. They don't feel, they don't have the creativity of humans. They are psychopaths. Bill Gates is a psychopath. Um, you know, they're probably, if you looked at them with psychic eyes, they're lizards. I don't know. I've always known about these lizard people. And um, they're not the same as humans. So you don't let them get away with it. But on the other hand, you don't, you don't fight them. You sort of, you forgive them in a, in a kind of a global way. Like um, the way I do it is, thank you for making it so bad that nobody cannot see this anymore. That we can all see it. It's, it's like, it is so out in the open. It's like a, as a surgeon, it's like an abscess cavity you got to incise and drain the abscess and you got to get in there and you got to, with your hands, you got to break it up. The, the pus gets all loculated and it's bad. You've got to get in there, clean it out, and then it heals from the inside out. And that's where we are. Also, I follow the astrology. And if you follow the astrology, this is the Pluto return of the United States anyway, you know, the, the founding fathers that left out women and Native Americans and LGBT, QRST, you know, all of that, left it all out. This is the time when we all rise together. And 
I also know some people are just not going to be coming with us. And a lot of people are leaving the planet right now, I think because the good ones want to help us from the other side, you know? All right. I think it's time to check out. I really don't want to wear a mask, but I'll go over there and then I'll help you from the other side. So it's three steps. One, acknowledge the darkness. Two, declare your sovereignty. Three, forgive them. That's it. I love that. That's I love that. That's amazing. And you know, it goes down more rabbit holes when you understand uh, admiralty law and shipping container receipts yes, and yes. your birth certificate. It's just yes. absolutely wild. I've been watching this War Castles guy, Russell J. Gould. I, it's pretty far out there. I hope that that's legit. I don't know if you've come across that, but I, I listened to the whole thing. And the other <laughs> thing that I that I listened to is um, the Nasara Jasara. That whole thing that the United States. Uh, is a republic, but that somebody incorporated it. The United States, Inc. is a Delaware corporation, which makes apparently income tax or illegal and all that. So that's all coming to light. I don't even uh, pretend to understand all of that, but it has something to do with um, the uh, Global Monetary Fund, the Federal Reserve. You know, I've read The Creature from Jekyll Island. I know that those guys all got together to form the Federal Reserve, which is not a federal bank, and it just um, fills the coffers of about five families. And there were two people who opposed it. Two of the wealthiest people in the United States opposed the Federal Reserve. One was John Jacob Astor. I don't know who the other one was. They both died at the same time. What did they die of? They were on the Titanic. So you think that thing really got off course? because of some uh, iceberg? No, there's something else that went on there. So everywhere you look, but we have, to, we have to, we have to absolutely declare our sovereignty. We have to believe that the light is stronger than the dark and not let it scare us to death. And I always, I always invoke, you know, Archangel Michael and his cobalt blue sword of light. You know, it's like, I had some workmen at my house. Geez, can we leave our tools here? Oh yeah, he said, Archangel Michael, you know, just completely protects this place. It's okay. <laughs> and so, well, you know, it's interesting because I've always been curious about what the limits of consciousness were, you know, and I, and I hear about these ideas and thoughts of, you know, um, like creating with your word, with my word, I create and, and how yeah, far yeah. that can actually go. and. And when I look at the planet right now and the million people meditating out as one, I wonder if like that next stage in evolution, we do open up new abilities and capabilities, which would be amazing. And my question to you is, what do you think this evolution for humanity would be? Like, how would that look and how do we navigate this time now? You know, you, you gave three steps right there, but this is like, we're in the battle. We're in the crap right we now. We are, it's we are. Happening. Yeah. And so what would you suggest to people who are fearful or, or they're losing their jobs or they're, they're going through a tough time? I know a lot of people are. So what would you suggest for us as a humanity? Would you say go out and protest, do, do whatever you feel? What would be your suggestion? Well, I would, do, I would do that. I would sort of feel like what you're drawn to do. So for instance, um, I got a, on my Facebook message, I got a personal message from Cordy Williams, the megaphone Marine, the guy who stood up and told the Sacramento riot squad to stand down. And I was so inspired by that. I thought, oh my God, that is masculinity to protect and serve where he tells his fellow guys, really? 
you're going to hit a young woman over the head with a billy club. Guys, are you going to be able to sleep at night? Because when I've been given an order as a Marine that doesn't pass the sniff test, I question my commanding officer. There are some orders that should not be followed. So if you are a warrior type, then you do a warrior type thing. But let me tell you what, and I know because you've studied shamanism, Alberto Villodo, who runs the Four Winds Society and who I um, worked with a little in Chile, he's got a place down there. He said, we are in the sixth extinction and we're not going to, we, we will not be destroying ourselves. You know, that's when we pass the marker, December 21st, 2012, the end of the Mayan calendar, then humanity started to rise and evolve quickly, quickly, quickly. So Alberto says, we are becoming a new species, which he's calling homo luminous, a light-based species. So when you said, we're all sitting around in quarantine, people are waking up, they're getting psychic, they're you know, remembering their dreams, the dreams are much more vivid. We're, um, like I said, I have this feeling of a global community, the likes of which I have never felt, like directly feeling it. So we're becoming more intuitive, more psychic, more compassionate, more whatever, because what, what does evolutionary pressure do? It does the same thing that makes a diamond. You put pressure and heat on carbon and it becomes a diamond. So we are in the midst of becoming a new species or in my training as an obstetrician, I can tell you we're at the stage called transition in labor. It's where a woman is almost fully dilated and ready to push. It is the worst part of labor. It's you're like eight centimeters to 10 centimeters, you're done. You think I'm, I'm gonna die, I'm not doing this anymore, I'm out of here, some women rip their husband's shirt off, I'm done. <sighs> and then it's time to push. And then you take your concentrated effort and we're not there yet, but we are in transition like, Jesus, I am out of here. I mean, you know, I talk with my kids about, all right, what state are we gonna move to? Are we gonna move to another country? Where are we not gonna be chipped? Where will we not you know, get vaccinated? And then you also stay where your only power is, and that is in the present moment. We are integrating the fear. You feel it, you meditate, you watch a sitcom, you go outside, you stand on the earth. You know, standing on the earth for 20 minutes decreases cellular inflammation by 20%. You take your vitamin D, you do a sun bath, you reach out to somebody, maybe you work on food sovereignty, your local food bank, work with your farmers. We've got a nice network in Maine, Maine Organic Farmers and Growers. So you do something useful, but what you don't do, you do not allow yourself to get paralyzed in fear because all that does is feed the darkness. And it's also helpful to know that we're immortal, right? I mean, okay, you're, you're not in a human body very long, and it's a great privilege to be in a human body. This is what the Buddhists teach. Your chance of being in the body is roughly the chance of one hair on an ox versus the entire ox. It is very rare to get a human body. Apparently there's a line that's around the planet. So if you're in a body, this is where the density of planet Earth is so great that when you can change something here, it changes the whole universe. So being human is a big deal privilege. Make the most out of it. And I think we all agreed to be here now. Otherwise, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have come. 
So if you're here, you're probably, you're a star seed, you're uh, whatever you are, you were meant to be here. This is like the big reveal. I call it the great awakening. Mm -hmm. I agree. I've, I was posted something the other day that just said, like, if you're here now, you came to create the new world because That's it. if you if you looked at the way the world worked as far as financial and all the atrocities, um, yeah. it, it needed to break. It has to because it doesn't serve all the people of the world. I think it's three billion people live under five dollars and 50 cents a day. The whole yeah. monetary system is corrupt. We still have war. We have uh, psychological warfare all over the planet. And it's it's insanity. And yeah. I like to give the example of like if aliens were looking down at us and you had to explain to them how all this worked, they'd just be like, Oh my goodness. Like this is a very, like not even an adolescent species, you know, very, very violent. It's like we are, we're smart enough to make weapons and kill each other, but we don't have the emotional intelligence or compassion for taking care of our fellow man. And we need to do that globally beyond race religion country language all of that stuff and you talked earlier about divide and conquer and that's what's been used you know since the beginning of time to control people it's just more mm, sophisticated now but same techniques you know the technique we're in right now to control people is problem reaction solution here's right. this virus is going to kill everybody you know and and then you look at it and you're like something doesn't seem right right <laughs> but now i'm going to take all your rights away and all your freedoms away and that's somehow helpful and so I agree that I do see a lot of people waking up. I've had some great messages. Um, I think that for some, it's funny because if somebody unfollows you, they'll let you know. They always want to let you Isn't know. Isn't that funny? You, I know. Yeah, it's like, no, you can't just go away. No, you got to dump on me first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They got to let you got to. And I, I really applaud you for speaking out because it does take courage and you have a, you've been doing this for a long time. It's not pleasant to share, right? It's not pleasant information. It's like shooting the messenger, you know, it's just like, Hey, did right. you know that like you can find these documents? It's all public and it's not an ideal situation. You need to wake up to that so we can build something new. And it, we're really kind of finding our tribe. I think we're finding all these people around the world that stand for truth. They stand for honesty, for community, for compassion, um, and, and all these other things, right? And they're saying, I'm not going to live in fear, and I'm, I'm willing to look at things and grow um, and cooperate, and that's what we need. And so this really is a very pressurized and challenging situation for us to be in. Yeah. Is there anything um, else that you think is really important for us to, to discuss or, or chat about? No, I think we, you know, I think we've done it. Get your vitamin D levels uh, up there where they should be. Um, and you need to uh, integrate the, the three-dimensional world and the fifth-dimensional world where we're going. We want to spend a lot of time with what you'd like the world to look like, using that mm. power of your mind, the power of the word, um, getting into the power of now, Eckhart Tolle stuff, dissolving your pain body, understanding that we are indeed creating the new earth. It's all going to turn out fine, all going to turn out fine. And uh, my sources tell me that this whole thing will be over in December. It'll be over. And then it's like cleaning up after a hurricane. Okay, mm -hmm. there's crap in your pool and this thing fell down. And then we're going to be building a more equitable monetary system, um, all of that. And then everything that you thought, it's like opposite world. Everything you thought was the thing that was going to protect you won't and uh you're going to find but you'll find your tribe and then we will reach out and the other thing i would do during this time get together in small groups see what you can do right in your local area 
you know, we have a group that meets every weekend. And, um, you know, so you're, you have to m mostly know you're not alone. Because people like you and me, we've been the voice crying in the wilderness, mostly in our tribes for a long time. And I also know people are alienated from their own family members because there are people who are awake and people who are not awake. And you're just going to have to love them from afar. Don't spend any energy trying to convince anyone of anything. Yeah. Yep. I absolutely agree. Well, I appreciate you uh, very much for coming on and your work for speaking out. I want to ask, do you recommend, you've talked to Rashid Batar, um, mm -hmm. uh, Rashid, that's how you pronounce yeah, it Rashid. actually. Yeah, yeah Rashid. <laughs> um, who else out there do you feel is like speaking the truth? I thought about making a video of being like, where's our modern day Socrates? Oh, that's a good idea. Okay, Del Bigtree, definitely. RFK Jr., Sherry Tenpenny. Uh, I would tell everyone, please join MAMM.org. This is Millions Against Medical Mandates. This is a kind of an umbrella group where everybody, Del Bigtree, RFK Jr., uh, Andy Wakefield, Sherry Tenpenny, they're all part of this group. And the only thing we are about is not allowing medical mandates like a chip and a vaccine. Everything else, whatever, whatever you want, but mamm.org or, you know, the Children's Health Defense Fund, RFK Jr., uh, Del Bigtree, ICANN.org, anything like that, because what's so exciting to me is we've all come together from all over the planet and uh, we're all waking up. I'm also a member of Physicians for Informed Consent out of California. So there's a lot, a lot of people. So, but M-A-M-M, -M, you'll get the Vax Facts, you'll get the whatever, and then you're part of millions of people. So you're not the only one, even though you might be the only one in your family who's awakened, and you realize you're part of a, an army, an army of the right stuff. And so that's what I would recommend. I watch Del Bigtree's videos. Um, I watch London Real, Brian Rose. I contributed to his, his platform that does not censor anything. So I think that that's, you know, very, very helpful. These are, these are the medical people who are doing the work. They're fantastic. Um, you know, and then we have a bunch of other, Larry Pilevsky did wonderful work um, testifying before some legislature things. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of us doing good work. That's yeah. that's really great to hear. It's interesting because it reminds me of uh, Star Wars, where I think they say, you know, they they have their power by making you think you're alone. I don't know if it was Star Wars or one of those, but it does seem that way. And you face this uh, ridicule, but also, you know, I think for me with the podcast and and being able to speak to people like you, there's a track record of years of trying, you know, of trying to do something good, where you can see what people stand for. And that's what we need to do now. We need to announce to our community, um, to our friends, to our family, like who we are and what we stand for. And it's not a judgment against something that's a, you know, a different idea. It's a discussion around it, but you can't mandate your ideas on me. Also, that's it. That you know? As Candace Owen, she goes, my freedom does not end at your fear. Yeah. Beautifully said. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Right. Amazing. Well, where can people find uh, more about your work? You've been posting a lot. You've been informing and educating. So where will people go if they want to learn more? Yeah, um, my website, doctor, uh, drnorthrop.com. Facebook is Dr. Christian Northrup. 
and the same with Instagram, Twitter, Dr. Chris Northrup, but my Facebook uh, connects to Twitter. Twitter, you know, is a, is a more uh, kind of gangster place. So I'll put things there, you know. <laughs> I noticed. Yeah, yeah. I was like, holy oh, yeah. smokes. I shared no. some. I was like, this yeah, is Yeah, I'll wow. put things on Twitter that I would not put on Facebook, you know, because I have this completely <laughs> false sense of security. Oh, yeah, well, if I put it on Twitter, no one will see it, which is not true, but that's okay. I have to have some place where I'm more badass, you know? Right. So. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I appreciate you and all your work. I, I definitely encourage people to check out and follow all your channels to stay informed because you're doing an amazing job and I'm super grateful for everything you're doing. Thank you. Thanks. Awesome. Well, thanks guys. See you in the next one. Peace. There you have it, guys, the absolutely phenomenal Dr. Christiane Northrup and a friendly reminder that she was literally voted by Reader's Digest, one of the top 100 most trusted people in America. So do your research, check out what we were speaking about and uh, learn to see past the propaganda and what is going on so we can all have a good, clear picture of what's happening and what we can do to work together to build some incredible solutions. Please share this episode, leave a review on iTunes if you want to support, consider becoming a patron, join the academy, get access to exclusive training content, the Soul Compass course, I have brainwave entrainment meditation tracks over there that are guided and also uh, do it yourself. So would love to have you as a member of the academy and you can do a pay as you want if you wish. Just hit me up, matt at zenathlete.com. And if you're really serious and you want some support one-on-one -on -one and you want to do some coaching and you want to inquire about that, hit me up, matt at zenathlete.com or go to uh, mattbelair.com forward slash coaching and fill out the coaching form there so I can learn more about you and your goals and help get you there. So that's it. Um, make sure to do one kind act at least today and wherever you are in the world. And uh, let's close this up by coming to a state of peace and coherence wherever you are in the world just stop what you're doing take in a deep breath in through your nose hold that breath and let it out slowly filling every cell every muscle and every fiber of your being with peace joy contentment enthusiasm courage cooperation light of the infinite creator and ready to take on the rest of your day thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode 